the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God. Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14 say, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well.
just love singing praises to Jesus. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible and Living Sound. I guess Baal is finished here in Israel. And us. Well, with utmost respect for you, most high priest. But, sir, if Baal is the chief god as we believe and teach, then surely he will vindicate and avenge himself and once again become the official god of Israel. You idiot. You're more gullible than the people themselves. You mean to say that you actually believe in Baal and the things we do and teach in his name? Of course. Aren't they true? What is this I hold in my hand? Well, a uh, bale. There are lots of duplicates throughout Israel, but that particular one we claim is the original bale. Watch. <gasps> See, that's what bale really is. Nothing. Nothing but an image. The imagination of the mind. There is only one God. And it was proved here today who he is. The God of heaven. Then Baal is finished. The people are angry. We too are finished. Oh, surely you, most high priest, and her majesty the queen, and most high priestess of the goddess Ashtoreth can protect us. Jezebel protects us against the prophet people Elijah, Israel, the king, the people, the and God himself. No. no, she will be helpless against such an array of power. We are finished. Uh, Elijah, sir, is there anything I can do or say to make amends for the things I have said and done and thought about you and, and the true God? Right now, your majesty, I bid you to arise up, eat and drink, and prepare to return to the palace. For there is a sound of an abundance of rain. Rain? Why, there's not a cloud in the... Oh, as you say, most respected prophet of the true God. Lackey, get out the baskets and the paraphernalia. But Elijah, sir, there is no cloud in the sky. How do you dare say rain is in the offing? If you are wrong, it will be a witness against God. I dare do anything in faith. God said there would be no rain or dew as long as Israel remained in apostasy. His word came to pass. He also said that when Israel repented of her ways and returned to him, there would be rain and dew. You saw what happened. The people repented and bowed before the Lord. They destroyed the images of Baal. There will be rain. Faith, faith. What a wonderful thing, such faith. Anyone can have it. All he needs to do is believe and act upon that belief. And that's just what I'm going to do. I shall go to the very top of this mountain and there ask God for rain. You know God loves to have his children ask him for things. The greater the things we ask for in faith, the greater is God's joy in giving us those things. May I? May I go with you to the top of the mountain, sir? No sincere request of need is ever refused by God for his children. Come along, my son.
so, O God, send thy rain to refresh a dry and thirsty earth. Beautify again the things of thy handiwork. Amen. Uh, will you please run to the western cliff overlooking the great sea and look for signs of rain? No, sir, that there isn't the slightest change in the sky. Then I must again seek God in prayer. O oh Lord, God of Israel, again I come to thee with faith and confidence in thy word. Again and again Elijah prayed, and again and again he was told that not a visible token that God had heard his prayers appeared over the blue waters of the great sea. Undaunted, Elijah prayed yet a seventh time. For the seventh time, Elijah, sir, I must report that not a sign of rain appears in the brassy heavens. Nothing at all? Well, sir, there is a small cloud, very small, about the size of a man's hand coming out of the sea in the west. Run down quickly to where Ahab eateth, and tell him to prepare his chariot immediately, and start for Samaria before the rain comes down so fast that he cannot get down the mountain. But, sir, just a small cloud does not herald rain. It is enough. In that small cloud, I see the fulfillment of God's promise, and we must act upon it. Hurry to the king! Oh, Lucky. Remind me to compliment the butler on this fine food. Oh, it's delicious. How he could cook like this outdoors. Yes, Your Majesty. Oh, <laughs> I wish Jezebel had not left early. If only she were here. Oh, my day would be complete. I wonder what she will say. And do. Because her pet god Baal and all 450 of his prophets were defeated and destroyed. <laughs> your Majesty! Your, your Majesty! Oh, now take it easy, boy. <laughs> There's nothing to get excited about. Hey, you must be hungry, so why don't you sit oh, down no, and have... No, Your Majesty. You must stop eating and start down the mountain immediately before the rain makes the descent impossible. The rain? It, it hasn't rained for three and a half years. And I see no evidence of rain now. Even the air feels and smells dry and rainless. But, Your Majesty, Elijah says there'll be rain. And he asked me to tell you to hurry, lest the downpour catch you unawares and you'll be unable to get down to the palace. Elijah said that? The prophet Elijah? Yes, Your Majesty. Elijah has proved himself to be a true prophet of the true God whose word never fails. If Elijah says there will be rain, there will be rain. Lackey, instruct the grooms to prepare the horses and chariot for immediate departure. Oh, please, Your Majesty, get into your chariot now and start for Samaria. Where is Elijah the prophet? He follows me down the mountainside, sire, but he is older and slower. I ran while he... He shall ride with me in the royal chariot. There isn't time, sire. You must go now. See, sire, already dark clouds are coming up out of the great sea. I shall wait right here so that I may have the pleasure and honor of riding with a prophet of the true God. But your majesty, Elijah insisted. Well, there he comes now. Elijah, sir, hurry. His majesty refuses to go until you go with him. Hurry. Oh, he'll be right here. Oh, why don't you go ahead and get in the chariot? Oh, that's it, your majesty. Uh, hurry, sir. Ah, uh, here he is. 
Here, Your Majesty. Elijah, sir, honored prophet of the Most High God, will you do me the honor of riding with me in the royal chariot? As His Majesty wishes. Oh, thank you, most honored sir. Driver, away! Get up! Get up! Faster, driver! Get up! Get up! Israel has forsaken her apostasy. The drought is ended. Thank you, O Lord. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible and Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
Live with Sam. I'm Sam, talking today with Abram, the smartest boy in our school. He gets an A in everything. That's not exactly accurate. I got a B plus once. Really? In what? I don't want to talk about it. The pain is still too fresh. Okay, let's talk about health. I noticed that you do a lot of walking and jogging and bicycle riding. May I ask why? When you have a brain like mine, you've got to keep it in perfect working order. That requires a combination of good food, sound sleep, mental stimulation, and daily exercise. So, to be smart, you have to be healthy? Precisely. So, what do you do to take care of your brain? I'm glad you asked that question, Sam. First, I care for my body with nutritious meals centered on a whole food, plant-based diet. I refrain from imbibing sugary snacks and highly refined packaged edibles. Next, I stimulate my brain by reading the great words of skilled authors and listening to classical and cultural music selections from around the world. And finally, I succumb to a daily regimen of physical activity that requires a certain degree of exertion. I also floss. Well, it sounds like you're very serious about your health. Absolutely. To do otherwise would be, if I may use a grossly overused adjective, totally dumb. Thank you, Abram, the smartest boy in school. I'm Sam with Live with Sam. Goodbye. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, he established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Do you ever feel left out like your friends want to be with someone else instead of you? What if you really needed those friends to help you solve a mystery? Chris and Maria discover an old safe in their grandparents' basement, but no one knows the combination. Who gave the money to build the cross above Mill Valley? Chris and Maria think the answer is inside the old safe. As they follow the clues, Chris learns some important lessons about friendship and jealousy, and about being a Christian. Chapter 10. The Missing Clue Wasn't Missing Chris burst out of Great Grandpa Archer's study with Ryan, Sammy, Dee Dee, Jenny, and Maria close behind him. He hurried down the stairs as fast as he could without running, just in case he might trip, and jumped the last two steps to the landing. Willie was in the middle of the living room, and he looked really excited. He was holding the statue with both hands. Come here, Chris, he called, and bring the flashlight. Chris ran to Willie. What's wrong? Willie didn't answer right away. He was too excited. He just turned the statue over and pointed at the bottom of it. Shine the light right there. Okay, Chris said. The shoebox kids all crowded around. What are you doing, Maria asked. Chris shrugged. I don't know. Willie must have found something. Hold the light still, Chris, Willie said. Now, shine it at an angle. I think I see it, Ryan exclaimed. Steady, Chris, Willie said again. Yeah, Maria smiled. I see it too. Do you see it, Chris? Chris couldn't believe his eyes. With the light shining at an angle like that, numbers appeared on the bottom of the statue. The light is causing shadows, he said. We couldn't see anything before because the numbers were too faint to see. 
Chris suddenly realized that he'd been carrying the combination to the safe around with him and didn't even know it. He started laughing. I've had it all along, he said. Just then, the door popped open. Is everyone okay in here? Mrs. Vargas asked. Chris's smile was almost too big for his face. Mom, you aren't going to believe this. It didn't take long to convince Mom that they needed to go straight to Grandma and Grandpa's house. I guess they won't mind if you kids go down to the basement to open the safe while they are gone. I need to feed Grandma's fish anyway, so we'll just take care of everything at once, she said. She opened the back door, and Chris led the way downstairs. Willie parked at the top of the stairs to wait. Kneeling in front of the safe, Chris held up the statue. Maria, hold the light still. He tilted the archer until he could see the numbers. Before he started to open it, he looked at the shoebox kids. Maybe we should pray that it opens, he suggested. Surprisingly, Ryan was the first one to agree. That's a good idea, he said with a smile. And let's pray for a neat treasure, he added. Everyone bowed while Chris prayed. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us find the combination to the safe. And please help it open. Amen. Chris turned the dial to the first number, 23, then the second number, 14, then to the third number, 30. Then he grabbed the handle and yanked it. Nothing happened. Chris's heart sank. It doesn't work. Wait a second, Willie called from the doorway. Did you turn the dial correctly? How many ways are there to open a safe, Chris asked. He stood up and went back to where he could see Willie. There's only one right way, Willie said. You've got to turn the dials the right way. First, clear it by turning it several times to the right. Now go to the left until you get to the first number. Chris raced back and knelt down again. Okay, he called when he hit number 23 again. Now what? Now to the right, once all the way around until you get to the second number. Then go back to the left, all the way around until you get to the third number. Does it open? Chris turned the dial carefully, following Willie's instructions. Then he yanked on the handle again. This time, it turned easily. As the door creaked open, Dee Dee let out a long breath of air. It doesn't look like there's anything inside but a few old papers. Is that it? Chris wondered as he stared into the safe. Is that the whole treasure? The next weekend at the shoebox, Chris was carrying a thin white box. He set it on the table and sat down until class started. Just before Mrs. Shoe had opening prayer, Ryan popped in the doorway. Surprise, he said. He was greeted with smiles all around. Hi, Ryan. Mrs. Shoe got up front and started class with prayer. Then she had an announcement. This is a special occasion at the shoebox, she said. Chris and Maria, will you come up front and explain? Chris and Maria stood in front of the class. Maria opened the box and took out a big plaque and held it in her arms. Chris pointed to the polished wood as he began to explain. Since you all helped Maria and me prove that our great-grandpa Archer donated the money for the cross on the hill, we thought that the shoebox would be the best place to hang the award the mayor gave to our family. How were you able to prove your great-grandpa was the one who helped build it? Mrs. Shoe asked. First of all, Maria remembered a 50-year-old photograph of great-grandpa Archer standing with the mayor of Mill Valley. That helped us think he was the one who helped build it. Plus, when we were looking for clues in his old house, we discovered his study window had a great view of the cross. But none of that proved anything. Ryan spoke up. It's a good thing you found the combination to that safe. Chris had to smile. You mean it's a good thing Willie figured out that I had the combination all along. The treasure we found inside the safe was a letter. Maria carefully unfolded an old piece of paper to show Mrs. Shue. It's a thank you note to Great Grandpa Archer from the mayor of Mill Valley. See, the date shows that it was written 50 years ago. 
We accepted the plaque on behalf of our great-grandpa during the awards ceremony, Chris said. Thank you all for helping us find the combination and helping us honor our great-grandfather. Maria passed the plaque around so all the shoebox kids could see it. It said, To Miles Archer for helping the community of Mill Valley remember Jesus' love. heard today is a chapter of the shoebox kids book four the missing combination mystery written by eric stoffel edited and created by jerry d thomas and used with permission from the pacific press publishing association if you're interested in any other books published by the seventh day adventist church please visit adventistbookcenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955 This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.